Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Cantina Mekis podcast, a special uh, Wednesday edition. Normally we're on Thursdays, but uh, we're uh, several of us are going to be a little busy tomorrow night, so we decided to do this tonight. So that's probably better for us to talk a preview than a, than a recap. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we're going to jump into a little of the, of the Gold Cup, not just the Mexico <laughs> games, but uh, the tournament in general. And uh, we'll talk a little uh, transfer news. Uh, some some players have moved, some players haven't. We'll uh, discuss that as well. And, uh, and there's an absolutely uh, there's actually a game going on right now in Brown Rock between uh, Santos and Toluca, which uh, I'm not so sure we'll get to. But, uh, plenty of stuff for us to talk about tonight. Uh, as always, we have a distinguished panel of guests with us, as we always do here in the Cantina Mekis podcast. I mean, it, just, it wouldn't be the Cantina Mekis podcast without our our regular uh, crew of well, if it's a cantina, then that would have to be, uh, well, I won't say. But anyway, we do have, uh, uh, as always, a distinguished panel of guests. And as always, I start with our friend out in Escondido, California. And uh, that is uh, Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you? And it is 2-2, two, 2-2. Two, two, two. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. I shouldn't laugh. Two, are two, they going uh, to penalties? Martinique in the United States in the 75th minute. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing excellent, John. Evening to everybody. Now, now, Dan, uh, you uh, you had your you you've gone to see the U.S. in San Diego, and then and then just recently. Hey, here he is! Here he is! Oh, you broke your cherry! Got to go to your first uh, your first Gold Cup game, your first Mexico game in uh, in San Diego, Dan. How how was that experience for you? It was really, really, really cool. Really, really fun. Yeah. Um, it was a real. Really good, entertaining match. The just pulling into the to the parking lot, the the atmosphere was already. You can, I mean, there was just so much, uh, so much uh, stuff going on. It, it was really good time, really, really good time. It was kind of cool. No, and you got uh, to go to the press conference. No, 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 no. Uh, like I said, I, I skipped out on the press conference um, to go uh, say hello to an old friend from the show. Ah. That is right. Uh, you did get a chance to to speak to one of our our founding members of the what was at that point the Cachirules podcast. Of course, our good friend Christian Velez, who is frankly always welcome to join us here. I'm sure that he listens to us, and we're more than happy to have him on to to discuss uh, uh, the world of soccer with Christian. So uh, now, now Dan, I do understand. And uh, well, uh, I'll just ask you one last question. We'll get into a little more detail a little bit later. But uh, you uh, were not particularly pleased with the fact that they, that they did not have uh, a meal ready for you at the press box. No, no, they didn't have uh, meals for. I don't think anybody really, unless they showed up really early. I'm, I was told that they stopped serving at four o'clock, and I pretty much got there at four. So, um, I didn't get a, a meal at all. So. Um, well, I'll be honest with you. You probably didn't miss much. Now, usually, those things are uh, pretty, uh, or you know, it's like it's like it's like uh, you know, college cafeteria food. It's not. Well, necessarily... I, I I rather enjoyed the one for, for the for the U.S. friendly at Qualcomm. I mean, the the meal that they provided there was pretty decent. What what did they have for that? You know, you can tell that it wasn't that great because I can't even tell you what it was. Um, I just remember chowing it down and not, and not not having too much of an issue with it. So it was real food. I believe it was oh, like probably some kind of like um, like beef kind of concoction with uh, 
with I think with rice or something and tortillas yeah. or something. A but it was beef, beef like substance. Yeah, something, something like that. But I did a uh, I did enjoy uh, some nice uh, cold brewed coffee and uh, and a brownie. That's what I ate. Yeah, was it cold brewed coffee because the coffee had been sitting out so long that it just got cold? <laughs> I didn't want a chance, so I just uh, it was a hot day, so I just uh, and I and I figured coffee would be the best way to to keep the keep the hunger from from getting too bad. I understand. Well, we'll talk to you uh, about that a little bit later. But uh, thanks uh, for having uh, coming on the show again, as always. And uh, of course, we are live on YouTube, and uh, we will. Have this podcast and previous editions available to you on the podcast center at iTunes and, of course, on Google Play. And I believe, um, uh, Chiquis, uh, Albert Campa, we have uh, uh, once again have established a, a telephone connection for our loyal listeners to call on. Is that correct? Uh, I'll get that shortly. Okay. Well, it, it, it will be available for our for our folks uh, later this evening. But Albert Campa joins us from. Uh, from Kyle, Texas, uh, in Hayes County, which I believe is has a very similar population to Martinique, who's now down three two to the United States. But given given the U.S. everything they can handle here in the in, in the first round of the Gold Cup, Chickies, how are you, sir? Pretty good. I guess you're you're, you're calling me a minnow in a minnow city. <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, you're in the greater Austin metropolitan area. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, but still, I mean, the population of Martinique is you know in the hundreds of thousands and. That's what Hayes County is. So it's uh, you know it's uh, just a a, a, a a pretty reasonable comparison. The suburbs, suburbs. Yeah. In fact, it would surprise me actually, uh, Chiquis, if Martinique has less of a population than Hayes County. Yeah. Good to show you the football is once contra once, etc. Well, good, good to have you on the show. Yes, Dan. John, am I reading that correctly? That uh, the U.S. is uh, now tie. It was two two, but the U.S. has actually gone ahead. It's uh, three two now. They, they, uh, the, the three two, US, yeah. They were to uh, Jordan Morris. Uh, scored his, uh, yeah, yeah, scored his his second goal uh, of the of the evening. But uh, yeah, no. But Martinique is like I said. They're given. I mean, they are not uh, kind of like the way outside Salvador play in Mexico. They are. You know, they are not hanging back. They are. They are trying to get some goals. You know, and and, and for Martinique. You know, frankly, you know, for them to be able to score two goals against the U.S. and when it comes to goal differential, if that means a, a second place spot over Panama or a third place, it's uh, you know this this is an excellent result for them, win, lose, or draw. So, congratulations to Martinique uh, for the game. But good to have you on, as always. As always, uh, Albert. Moving, moving along. We also have with us um, in South Los Angeles, Joel Aceves joins us from his. <clears throat> From his universal headquarters, Joel, how are you? I'm doing fine, John. Uh, yeah, are, you, are you getting ready for the uh, the Superliga this weekend in, in Carson, Joel? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Um, have but, you have you mapped have you mapped out your your tail your 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 your, your Chivas are playing Tigres for the Supercopa? Oh, that's, that's right, that's right. It's not looking good. Uh, but speaking of Chivas, I have some some noti breves. Uh, Wait, do, we, do we have do we have to turn on the sirenas, Joel? No, no, no. No, okay. No. Uh, the first one is a bit old, but Bimbo dropped the lawsuit. So that's 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 pretty good. Uh and then the second the second one is um Chiwas TV. Uh they just announced Chiwas TV two point uh which I find a bit funny. Um Nope, that's the wrong thing. I hit the so, wrong button. Sorry about that. So, so now they have a partnership with uh, Playmaker Media, 
which is owned by NBC Sports. So they're guaranteeing that, you know, a better quality. But but see, the, the thing is, in the U.S., if, if you get Chivas TV and you live in the U.S., uh, you, you will only be able to hear audio commentary. Well, yeah, because they're, 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 they already have video rights. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know why. You, who would want to buy that? And the third one was uh, this, there was an interview with Santiago. His name is uh, Santiago Hirsig. Uh, for those that don't know, he is Almeida's agent. So he had an interview with El Financiero, and he said uh, he was talking about how they turned down an offer from Alavés for La Liga, but he said he had Almeida had at least six more months at Chivas, which is you know interesting to hear given that he has about a four-year contract. Well, contracts can always be bought out, so you know. So, so in other words, he's he's sticking around for for one more season. And I think until a better offer comes around. Well, you know, well, you know he's, he's an agent. I mean, you know, honestly, any anytime agents make public statements, I mean, you almost have to. You know, I always firmly believe that the exact opposite is true. Like whenever whenever an agent says something about about a client, it's usually complete BS, and it, it, it's it's just it's just a complete fabrication for for better or for worse. But that that's just my personal opinion. So so take that for what you will. Well, as always, we always appreciate your, uh, your, 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 your Chivas inside knowledge. For someone who doesn't follow the team, you always seem to have a lot of knowledge. We do, uh, we do appreciate that. Well, I follow them off of the field, John. That, that's where the fun stuff is at. You follow them off the field? Yes, yes. Like, like you know, Salcido's shenanigans. But, but more on that later. Okay. And, uh, Another another Chivas fan joins us this evening from uh, Orlando, uh, Florida, Orlando, California, no, and uh, was not able to join us last week for for for, for personal reasons, but is with us back again. Of course, we're talking about uh, Rigoberto Ratonayala. How are you, sir? How are you guys? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah, but those personal reasons was I fell asleep on my couch and woke up confused at 2 a.m. You know, I said personal reasons so that you wouldn't have to embarrass yourself. It's okay. The people, I'm sure, I'm sure the people, the people were wondering, and they they must know. And Rigo, were you FaceTiming Salcido? <laughs> yes, no. we were. We, we were live from the from the Transfest. Were you? Uh, <laughs> now, did you say you? Now, did you fall asleep or did you pass out? I passed out. Okay. I I was I was prepping for the podcast, and then next thing you know, I'm on the couch. It's two a.m. I'm still in my work clothes. It's just bad. Oh, so you were like in a hotel in Vegas, and you and you woke up, and you thought that the, this huge naked guy was about to land on you. <laughs> no, okay. no. All right, All right. but uh, I did miss you guys. Well, it was uh, it was it was it was uh, it was uh, it was a good. Oh, did they score another one, or is it offsides? Has to be offsides, right? Look, offsides. So I thought that uh, that Martinique was about to get uh, legalized. It didn't happen. Good to have you on, uh, Rigoberto. We'll uh, we'll get into some 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 Chivas talk now. And now you're a big Chivas fan. Are you are you going to make the 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 trek uh, across the country to, no. to catch? Uh, the I don't Super believe. Copa? I I don't believe in going to uh, Molero games in the U.S. unless I'm getting in for free. Other than that, I'm not with it. Plus, it's all oh, that's it's pretty far. And it's my birthday in Game of Thrones. And I also have my own league that I play in on Sundays. We have a playoff game, so. So you have numerous, numerous reasons for 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 for, for missing it. 
for me. But I'll watch it on TV. And it's going to be on like at 11 o'clock at night. I was like, yeah. like it's like the, the coverage starts at 930 local here. And I was like, man, that's like, you know, you know, that's that that's the kind of commitment that they expect from Chivas fans. And kind of the same commitment that we expect from our Cantina Amekis fans, because we also come on at 930, uh, you know, just for the for the folks on the on the West Coast. Well, we're glad to have you on. Now, we also have a special guest we want to start off with uh, uh, a friend of ours who who got some national attention this week, which is. uh which is great for, for, for him. We were very, very proud of him and, and, and his, and his, uh, national team in Salvador. I thought acquitted themselves very, very well. well uh, the reason we brought him on against Mexico, it was a 3-1 game, but, uh, como se dice, el marcador no fue una indicación de como se jugó el Uh, a very, uh, entertaining El Salvador uh, team. And of course, we're talking about el, el, uh, one of our resident El Salvador experts, El Pájaro Picón. Pájaro, how are you, sir? Hi, how are you guys? Can you guys hear me? We hear you loud and clear, Pajaro. Awesome. Did you did well, you get to go to the game in San Diego? I know you live in California. Did you get to go to the game in San Diego? Yeah, I got to go. Um, I got to go uh, first. I went to see the players, the coach. I got to talk to them, wish them luck, um, and then I I went to the stadium. I was tailgating. I got there like around one p.m. So I had a really good time, just uh, drinking and grilling and. And then watching the game, the atmosphere was awesome from both uh, uh, countries. You know, there were banda, live banda music. There were a lot of cumbias and reggaeton from our uh, fans. So it was a great time. I got to see uh, one guy wearing a half Mexico, half El Salvador jersey. That was very interesting as well. Well, it's obvious he was Guatemalan. <laughs> yeah, that may, that explains, right? <laughs> So we had divided loyalties then. Did you have divided loyalties when you were watching the game? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. It was it was um, a great game. Um, I was a little disappointed after like the first twenty minutes because we had a really good start and uh, we got to tie the game after being down in the first uh, less than what the sixth minute. So. I right. thought that was very good. I was I was excited about the way the way we were playing, but then we started showing some cracks in defense, and I kind of knew it was going to go downhill after that. Uh, but like I said, very good time. Uh, uh, Andrew. Well, I mean, there. despite despite the the result, I mean, you have to. I mean, uh, I mean, I would assume. I mean, watching it as a from a neutral perspective, I was thinking, man, they have some. You know, they have a, a you know a coach that that has a a plan to get to, and you can elaborate on this to get to. To 2022, they seem they seem to have a, a pretty reasonable base of players that they can rely. On. I mean, I personally think that uh, that 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 Celaya needs to to I mean come up to Liga, you know, come up to Liga. He can come play play for Pumas if he wants, but I would love it. He's a great player. He is a great player, and he was giving Mexico fits all game. So so you have to have at least at least the hope that you know what maybe we can we can uh you know build off of off of this tournament and then and then and then, and then the next gold cup and then get ready for qualifying and 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 have a really good chance of making the hex cuz that's it'll be the last year of the hex hey hey john uh, it's it's uh, Ronnie here from you know well i'm not asking you Ronnie. i'm asking our guests want you to be a little more polite no i said uh, hey Pajaro, this this is soccer chronicle Ronnie. hey i wanted to, i wanted to ask you cuz since last time we spoke <laughs> Thank you for the intro. Thank you for the intro. Uh, no, but last time you were on the show, uh, we were, you know, we were talking obviously about El Salvador and the World Cup qualifiers, and 
like you know, just to reiterate what John said, I mean, the the El Salvador that we saw, you know, a couple months back, and this one was just, you know, is complete one eighty. I mean, last time we we spoke, Federation wasn't wasn't Primi coaching El Salvador. Yeah, yeah. different yeah, Primi, coach, different players. Different coach. I mean, the players were complaining about, you know, or I don't want to say complain, but they were, you know, the, they were having problems with the the executive, you know, the, the I guess the federation as to lodging Correct. and this. What has happened since then to to the federation that, that the players and the and the execs that they resolve their issues? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's still a lot of issues. Don't get me wrong, but uh, it is a, it was a different team that played this time. This was basically our our best of the best. Uh, last time uh, we I was on the show, I think uh, there were like uh, issues with the federation, so a lot of the players got banned from playing against Mexico. And those were basically our experienced uh, players, our A team. So what the federation sent to Mexico that in that game was our B team. A lot of the under twenty players were were the ones that were representing El Salvador. Uh, so what you saw on Sunday was was our A team. Uh, so yeah, there's there's definitely a big difference um, from what you, you saw know, last. Time. I mean, I, I was you know telling the guys you know before, you know, on our private chats and stuff like that. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even, you know, I don't think that even if Mexico brought it, it's a team, that El Salvador would have played the way they did. And I was actually very surprised that uh, I, I knew that they were going to lose. At least I, 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 you know, logic would tell me that Mexico would beat El Salvador given the, the, the differences, you know, right now. Sure. But, uh, but I, I really did enjoy, I haven't seen Salvador play like that since, I guess, since the Los Cobos. You know, a team that you know with, with an idea on the field, and, and and I thought that was you know very pleasing, you know, because right now it, it seems like the, the the entire you know region is kind of dropped off a little, you know, even even Mexico. I mean, uh, U.S., Mexico, uh, Honduras. Obviously, Honduras is pretty bad right now. See El Salvador, you know, kind of step up its game. What? Well, my question is, I don't know if you guys talked about it. I just stepped out a little bit, but uh. Was there a specific? Talking about you? Are you talking about me? Was, was was there a specific reason that you saw from El Salvador that they couldn't keep up that momentum from the first twenty or thirty? Yeah, I mean, if we look at the specifics of the game, I think uh, the the way the the defense was set up was not right. There were a lot of holes on the left side, and if you look at the at the three goals from Mexico, they all came from that side. So after the first goal, I knew that. Okay, there's a big hole there. Mexico's going to take advantage. And that's exactly what happens. And then from a bigger perspective, uh, I think um, just the level of uh, intensity is different in our league. So that is what you saw in the second half was a reflection of um, of our league because players couldn't keep up the intensity in the second half. And uh, you, you can see how that intensity just dropped significantly after, like, the like, I guess like the first few minutes in the second half. Well, the the, the early third goal I think is what probably and, aided, uh, aided and abetted the, the 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 change of attitude for the for the players and the and the, and the, and the drop of intensity. Correct. When they gave up that goal. I mean, it's hard to maintain you know like ninety minutes of pressure or forty five minutes of pressure. And I thought they did a good job the first half, you know, and I thought. They would have. They would have been able to come out with that type of intensity in the second half. They might have, you know, got another goal. It just seemed like they just didn't have the the, the physical stamina to do it. 
And on the broadcast, uh, they stated that, uh, you know, this coach, um, and again, I don't, I don't follow El Salvador probably as much as I should, but they said that he, you know, he hardly ever starts with two strikers. He only always has just, you know, the one punta and that's it. But he said Mexico's, Mexico's weak link is uh, not the central defenders, but the central defense. And he says that we got to have two guys in there to, to take it. And then sure enough, you know, 10 minutes into the game, they're, they're two guys. Uh, you know, link up to 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 get the equalizer on, on a gun. And again, a, a great. I mean, I'm t- this guy is. Uh, uh, it's a shame what's, what what happened to him earlier in his career because I think that he could have been just a really, really. Well, he is he is a really good player. He could have had a much better career in in, in Celaya. Now I have to ask you, Pajaro. Uh, uh, I did notice that uh, El Salvador went retro on the unis. How, how how do you how do you feel about that? Oh yeah, we're very excited about the New Jersey. Everyone. Uh, was like a, a a request from all the fans. We wanted that ES back on the on the chest, as opposed to the uh, logo from the federation. Uh, so now we have Boombro as the sponsor. And uh, as soon as the jersey came out, oh. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it was the uh, it, it was the Adidas uh, uh, jersey back in the days, and so yeah, that retro look it's 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 good to see that you know it's a yeah it's definitely a positive <laughs> at least on that well, um, thing regarding to the game. One thing that I that I kind of noticed with El Salvador that that even towards the end of the game, you know, when, you know, Mexico was beating, you know, El Salvador's uh, back, you know, their, their backside, you know, I, I was surprised. I was surprised that, that El Salvador didn't resort to, to basically or bunkering. They, they still tried to, to play. Do, do you think that that's, do you think that was a uh, careless on the part of, of, of the coach of your coach? Or do you think it was just, you know, that they wanted to. No, I think that's the style, the style of the, the coach, Lara. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, that was the, the way the game was set up. I don't think, uh, the team was set up to just kind of waste time of, uh, or try to go for a tie. Uh, if you saw the way we, we were playing very aggressive with two forwards with Celaya and Bonilla, um, attacking and, um, it worked. I mean, at least in the first half, um, but I think having that level of intensity, uh, we just couldn't keep up throughout the, the whole game. But that was the intention to, to be aggressive on the field. And, uh, cause we had a, a feeling that we could at least get a tie, um, in the, in that game. Now, that, no, now no. moving forward, do you, uh, I mean, I mean, in this tournament, is it, how would you gauge this, this tournament to be a success for a Salvador? Would they, you know, not just make the knockouts, but you know, if 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 they get a quarterfinal win, would you like, man, this is, you know, you know, we're we're starting to turn the corner here. Is that, but would that be a good a good indication of how things are going for you, or, or are you looking for something else? Definitely, I think our our ceiling has been the quarter. I mean, the 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 second round that has been our ceiling, and uh, making it to the semifinals would be amazing for us. Uh, it would probably give a lot of. Uh, Attention and motivation to to the players, to the coach, uh, to the fans as well, uh, because we've never reached that level. Uh, we have a very b- vital game tomorrow against Curacao. So if we if we can 
at least win one game. Uh, I think we can make it to the to the second round and then just take it from there. But I think the expectations is that we can at least make it to the second round. And, and then beyond that, uh, I mean, do, do you have hope that, that, that things could, you know, put you all in position to make the hex or, 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 or do you still think that there's players that need to be discovered for that to happen? And, and is this particular coach, the guy, to, the guy to do that, do, do you think that his, his, his plan and his proceso is, is, uh, is what it's about needs right now? Um, I think that, um, there, there's some, uh, key positions where, we have missing players, and uh, especially in the on the, the defense uh, side, uh, the left side, and then our our goalkeeper got injured, so he's not playing uh, for the rest of the tournament. I think he they, he didn't do that good against Mexico. Well, his uh, the, the poor goalie got his he got rocked. I mean, yeah. So uh, so he's out for for the tournament, and then uh, that's Villalobos, right? Villalobos, Benji, yeah, he he was the best goalkeeper in ours in the local league in El Salvador. He won as best goalkeeper, but uh, so that is a big loss for us. I am concerned about that. And then also, if we can make the adjustments, as I said, on that left side, I think we'll be okay. I think we can start dreaming uh, for to get to like semifinals. But but I want to see what happens tomorrow. I want to see see what we do against Curacao and then take it from there. Ronnie, you have a question? Yeah, I had a question. Normally, normally, I I, I read the uh, the papers and the online uh, uh, from the opposing team, but I didn't get a chance to uh, this time with El Salvador. Uh, did, uh, how has the press treated the team as of late? I mean, are they did they were they pretty tough tough on the team after the Mexico loss or? Yeah, team. Yeah, they were uh, very critical of. Uh, the players and uh, in terms of uh, because we we knew we were playing the the B team of Mexico, so I think the expectations were a little higher. And uh, but you know it goes back to we know what the underlying issues are with our soccer. So when when you, when you look at that from from that perspective, then you realize okay maybe it was expected you know that we lost uh, that we lost against Mexico. Um, so very critical of the goalkeeper and like I said the defenders and even the the coach for putting in the uh, some of the players that we knew they were not up to to the level that is required to play against Mexico. Like we had other options in in the, in a team called Santa Tecla that that's the team where uh, Loco Abreu was playing and they just won twice in a that row. That was one of his like like three hundred and fifty teams that he's played for. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, so that is the... his passport has to be like like eighty pages thick. <laughs> Santa Tecla, aren't they like kind of like the Cinderella type of story over there in El Salvador that they fairly Correct. young team, yeah, it's brand fairly team. young team, and then yeah, they found success. Yeah, it's okay. a, yeah, it's a success story. It's a role model for the rest of the the teams in El Salvador. They're they're doing it the right way, and uh, they have really good players that know how to play each other. And uh, I thought that was going to be the base for the the national team, but there are other interests. The uh, I mean, I'm just assuming, but there are other interests. So there's another team, Alianza, which is the team that everyone follows. It has the most influence with the federation, and um, some of the players 
that I didn't think we were going to get called, got a call just because they were part of Alianza. So uh, now we've seen the results, in the, especially on the on the defense side. Pardon my pardon my ignorance, but um, Santa Tecla, where, where are they at? In what department of of, of uh, El Salvador? It's uh, La Libertad. La Libertad. The problem there is that it's it's close to it's basically like a metro area of the capital of San Salvador. So everyone uh -huh. is a fan of Alianza, even in the city of Santa Tecla. So very okay. small fan base. Uh, but despite that, you know they they have a very solid uh, uh, manager, uh, very solid people behind that club. They're making things happen for them. You know? so, so, so they're basically they're like the Pachuca of, of El Salvador. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> equivalent. <laughs> Correct. Now, uh, anybody else have any questions for for Pajaro before we uh, before we cut him loose? Because I, I, I do have one question I do want to ask you, Pajaro. So you saw your uh, your you're watching Univision and then they saw Twitter and, and you saw your, your your Twitter on there now. When you saw it, did you which reaction did you have? Did you like freeze? Go, oh my God! Did you show my Twitter? Would you go? It's about damn time they put my shit up on the screen. I know what I'm talking about. I'm just uh, No, no, I never thought that tweet was gonna even get like any likes or or retweets. And uh, uh, I guess it's because Fito Celaya, like that is our hope. That is the player that represents us at the international level right now. The the player that everyone knows. And I got do you do you want him to go to another league, or, or do you think he's, he needs to stay where he's like like? Would you want him to go play at Santa Tecla, or he plays for Alianza, doesn't he? Alianza, correct. No, no, he's gotten offers already from uh, the last one from Qatar, but the um, I don't, I'm not sure. There's different versions, but I I've heard that the uh, that the manager, that the owners of Alianza didn't want to let him go because they know he's a key player, and uh, they want to do a good job at the Conca Champions uh, tournament, so they didn't want to let him go uh, right before the start of the tournament. They said if they get half a million dollars, they'll let him go. So I don't know if they were kidding or not, but that, that's that's what the uh, the owner wow. said. <laughs> he's <laughs> worth a hell of a lot more than half a million dollars, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he he is good. He's not at his peak. I think his peak he's past his peak. So uh, maybe. Uh, but his, and he his and he had to sit out. He had to sit out during his peak, didn't he? Yeah, that, I mean, he was involved in the in the match uh, fixing. Uh, you think that that has that has caused him to not be um, looked at in, 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 in with with favorable status, like for MLS or for oh yeah, Liga MX? Yeah, he was banned for I'm not sure if it was six months or a year. So right after the the ban ended, he uh, he got an invite to train with Dallas uh, FC Dallas. But because he wasn't active for such a long time, they uh, they thought he wasn't ready for uh, to be part of the team. So they said, uh, "Thanks, uh, they no need, thanks. Yeah, so that that the deal fell through because of that. So, but he he's definitely got the talent to. He played in Russia, and he had the talent to play it in, in a in a even in Mexico. So, no, he, I, I, I still think he has a talent. He, he, I still think he has a talent to play in Mexico. I think so too, but yeah. uh, like I said, I, I doubt that they'll let him go. Maybe if he can score some goals tomorrow or against Jamaica, then the, maybe another window, another door will open for him. Um, so, so it, it might be this might be his last chance to to prove to show that, that he's at that level. And, and and you would prefer for him to play 
outside oh, of yeah, would, at this point. I would yeah. want all, all of our players to play abroad because, of, like, going back to what I said about the intensity or, or lack of intensity in our league. So over there, the players think they're, like, superstars and they're the the best. But then when we when we play against other teams outside of El Salvador, then, then you know, it's kind of like the lights are on and you're kind of, like, naked, you know. So... <laughs> So you realize, all right, you know, we need players to to play in other leagues that, that have more intensity. Uh, Albert Roca, the the private coach, he kept stressing that, and most of the players that were part of the team in the last uh, Copa Oro with Albert Roca were players that were playing abroad, and that was the reason why. You know, he would always make it clear. I can't. I can't think of. I can't think of the last El Salvadoran player that played. I mean, well, actually, I can't. Since Cienfuegos played for a little bit in Santos. Correct. I can't remember one in recent time. I know that they played a couple in Liga Liga de Ascenso in the second division, but I don't recall one in, in Liga MX first well, division. Joel, didn't Celaya actually play for a little bit in uh, in with, with León? León, yeah. Yeah, but they were they were in second. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, it's gonna come down to promoters, not so much the level of talent, but if they just have the right the right promoters, the right agents to to get them into some other teams. Yeah, because like I said, I'd I'd, I'd have to check the Citadel to see the last uh, Salvadorian player that you know that played in Mexico first division. I'd, because off the top of my head, the last one I can think of is Cienfuegos, and that's with Santos. Yeah, it, it's it's been a while. It's been decades almost. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. I mean, that was that was in the nineties with Cienfuegos. Fuegos. Wow, long time. Speaking, speaking of Cienfuegos, what's what's he up to? Is he is he coaching something? Or is he coaching in, in in El Salvador or is he in LA? He he's uh, working for Galaxy. I think right last time I heard, he's in France. He's training, uh, getting trained actually, uh, to become. I'm not sure if it's a coach. Or uh, something related to that, but he is in France right now, as part of Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, there's Excellent. well, Pacaro, we really pre- appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man. As always, uh, you bring oh, a lot God. of uh, level-headed insight to the team that you follow, and you're very passionate about it. That's uh, a very good quality to have, and uh, and good luck tomorrow, and good luck the rest of the tournament, and you know, hopefully, we'll see. You know, Salvador is a team that needs to play the hex just because. Because of the fact that they have one of the the best home field advantage in Central America, that gives them an, always had, always gives them a chance to make the World Cup because it is a pain in the ass to play in that stadium. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great stadium, man. It's a, it, it is it is that great '94 team that Mexico had that just rolled everybody in in qualifying, lost at the Cuscatlan, and almost didn't make the World Cup because of it. Yeah. So yeah, well, thanks, Pajaro. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, one, one, last thing, one last thing, Pacaro. One last thing, You are you familiar with the Mexican comic uh, Polo Polo? Uh, I'm familiar, not not lately, but yeah, I've heard I've heard of him. Polo Polo, Google or, or, or YouTube Polo Polos, El Chango y El Pacaro. <laughs> okay, I it's will. A, it, it's a hilarious uh, uh, joke. One, but it's it's really funny. All right, look it up on YouTube. Sorry, man. Thanks, Pajaro. We appreciate the, it. Yeah, and good, good luck, luck to the rest of uh, El Salvador. Thank you, guys. Was uh, Pajaro Picón who joined us on the Cantina Mickey's podcast, a gentleman who has uh, excellent knowledge and insight on the on the world of uh, 
of uh, Futbol Salvadoreño. So we're really happy to have have him on with us here on the Cantina MX podcast. So uh, moving on. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, yes, senor. Have you ever, have you ever seen the uh, the game between New Mexico and El Salvador in the 1970 World Cup? Like the uh, is that the or... one where they, they call the foul and they don't know who the foul was called on? So Mexico just said, well, we're going to. We're gonna play it, and then they just they, they end up scoring a goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I've I've watched the, the the replay of it like in its entirety, dude. Uh-huh. It was it was a the game was a mess. <laughs> yes, but I'm but sure. He, yes, but, I, I, I've I've seen a bit where the ref blows the whistle. There's a foul, but he doesn't. But he doesn't point which way the foul. You know who who's who's in favor of. So the Mexican guy just assumes it's him. He puts the ball down, starts playing. The ref doesn't say anything. They march down the field and score a goal. <laughs> and uh, and then and the, the, the Salvadorians are furious. Like, dude, you called the foul. No, you called it on. And all of a sudden, these guys can score. And it's uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, but I wouldn't doubt it though. And it was, uh, you know, I wonder I wonder how cold the little canica for El Salvador was uh, to get him in the same group as Mexico in that tournament. Because uh, that was that was uh, definitely a gift. But uh, you know, you know what, I was. I think what he, what he was talking about, you know, that his team, that Saint uh, San, San Tecla, whatever. Santa Tecla. Santa Tecla. Yeah, San, yeah Santa Tecla. I've I've always been of the opinion that uh, like like the, the Central American teams need to just do away with their own local leagues and play each other. Yeah, because I I think that uh, I think I think that in reality that's the only way they're really going to improve. Well, that's why the Conca Champions is, is, you know, at this point is so important for them. And, 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 and I totally would understand why, uh, you know, if, if Alianza wants to, you know, because I mean, I mean, honestly, I know that Joel asks, quizzes us every week with name a player from a Central American team, you know, like name someone from Honduras and that, and, you know, none of us, you know, you know ask us that question and, and you know, the whole time. So, but I mean, but Celaya is a guy that, uh, I mean, I know who he is and, and he played great against uh, Mexico. He's, if they're going to be in the Conca Champions, I totally understand them wanting to uh, wanting to keep Celayon uh, at least until you know if they get eliminated, then you know see what they can do. But I mean, I, I, I honestly, I mean, he, I firmly believe that a that the right uh, promoter agent can uh, fire up uh, about two three million dollars to, to bring him in, into Liga MX. Just my my personal. Opinion. Now they'll be playing Curacao tomorrow at in, in Denver. I'll be I'm on my way to Denver in the morning. It's a painfully early flight, but that's okay. Uh, and then we uh, and then Mexico plays uh, Jamaica, and I'll, I'll be there for both, hoping to, uh, to 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 tweet again with the Cantina Mexico account like I did last night. Now, Houston. now I saw. Yes, yes, Ron. Now Curacao, if I recall, they're number of FIFA now. I think as as of like last. World Cup cycle or something like that, right? They are. I think that they are. They are a, a full member of FIFA. They have, uh, and they have. I mean, if, if you look at their roster, I mean, they, you know, it's not like they got. They, I mean, obviously, they don't have a league, but yeah. they got players that play in some pretty interesting places. So, uh, no, I mean, the, the, this is not going to be easy for El Salvador. It's not going to be easy for Mexico when they play Curacao either. And, and uh, we'll see uh, how that turns out. Um, how that uh, how that plays out, but. Uh, in the first game that that we had yesterday, when I was in Houston, it was uh, Canada and Costa Rica, and they lost uh, Joel Campbell to a torn meniscus. And so I asked the guy that was sitting next to me, a gentleman by the name of uh, of Rene 
René Barbosa Chavez, who's a, a television personality uh, down in, 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 in San Jose. I said, is this, is this going to be a problem for y'all? And he said, actually, no, because he hadn't been really playing all that well. So, you know, they, it, it's really like a wash for us. You know, they can just, you know, plug in somebody that might be doing a little better. And then they had the game, uh, was, that ended up 1-1. And then the, uh, the French Guyana game with, uh, with Honduras that ended 0-0 and, uh, as, as entertaining 0-0 game as I have ever seen. Honestly, just the, 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 the missing was outstanding. I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was top flight. Just, you know, they were missing sitters. You know, they were, you know, the good stuff was getting off the post. There were some saves. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was very entertaining. And it turns out that, uh, that, the Floron Maluda, the, uh, the, Guyana captain is, you know, quote unquote ineligible, and they'll decide tomorrow whether or not they forfeit. And I, I have a sinking. I, I'm telling y'all, I don't think they're gonna. I, I think they're gonna side with French Guyana. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna have to forfeit. I, I don't see how John. I mean, Concacaf's bylaws are based on FIFA's bylaws when it comes to this. So it's like for me, it's like you're saying that it has to happen. It, it's this. It's no different than Nakachiru. You know, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. Letter of the law, you are one hundred percent absolutely right. I mean, they they, sh- they shouldn't have even had to take this long to make the now. Now here's here's where it gets sticky. Uh, okay, so French Guyana is actually a uh, department or whatever you know, a satellite territory or something like that. I think it's overseas territory. Yeah. An overseas territory of France, and and and, and, so, and so is Martinique, by the way. Yeah, and, uh, and and so they play under the French flag. They're not officially a member of FIFA, so the the guys say, "Hey, man, you know we're part of France. He's played for France. We're we're part of France too." I don't see what the big deal is. And I got to tell you, you know, technically he's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what the coach was saying, what the coach was saying, that is like, how do they expect us to play? Not a FIFA member. That's he's true on that. That is that, yes, they are members of CONCACAF. What has to happen is, is, is that they have, I mean, because of this, this is, this would happen a lot in CONCACAF, especially with some of the, I mean, some of them, I mean, they, they could bring in, I mean, like I mentioned uh, when, we were, when we were prepping for the show, uh, Guadeloupe played uh, Jocelyn Angloma, who played for the French national team for years in the, in, in the, in the uh, mid, mid, mid to late 90s, I believe was on the team that won the World Cup in 1998, if I'm not mistaken. He played for Guadeloupe. They, and if that was the case, then Thierry Henry could have played because he was born on Guadeloupe. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine. So if, if that's the case, then and if Guadeloupe wants to limit that, then they have to write, they have to write that saying, if, if you're, you know, eligible to play for this island, but you have been capped by another national team, then no, you're, 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 no, they have to be that specific. And then they don't have this problem. Then they don't have this problem. I think, I think they're always going to have that problem, John, because the thing is, country is going to be able to maintain and sustain a, a league or a federation. Obviously, these, even, even the, some of these, you know, you know, Caribbean countries that uh, are, under you know the authority of of a European you know country can't maintain. So I mean, but obviously you know in FIFA's is, two values is that you know they're trying to. So I mean, obviously there's they're always going to bring Welsh teams to play England's okay. Premier Team and stuff like that. There's always going to be now, exceptions. Remember, remember. 
that in 2011, yeah. after after the second game, like these second games in, in, in the Gold Cup are just fantastic, right? There, there's always just this major thing that happens. Uh, that was when they announced the uh, the, the Clembutarol, and Mexico had to lose what five or six players, and yeah. Coca let them let them replace them. Mm-hmm. And so and so now because of that, they have rules says that after the first round, you can make up the six replacements. So, I mean, I, I honestly believe that because of that, because which I, I just I, I don't I don't think they're going to forfeit, and I think Honduras is going to kick themselves because you know if they end up losing to uh, to Canada, then they're gone. They're not going to make there. They will not make the uh, the second round. <laughs> Did you see the picture of the uh, of the Honduran FA handing yeah. them, uh, handing a Manila folder, basically their uh, their grievances, right? Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think Honduras is pretty bad right now. Yes, I mean, I mean, I was at the game, and I got to tell you, the uh, the, the Catracho fans were were outstanding, were fantastic. It was a great atmosphere. It wasn't as 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 full as I thought it would be, just because of the fact that there are so many uh, Catarachos that do live in Houston. That yeah. I thought it would be a slam dunk that oh, this place is going to sell out. It's going to be, it's, but but I think that's kind of a reflection of of how the team is playing. Um, and then. Uh, and then they just, they just, they just, they, 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 they got tired. They got tired of missing him. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was, it, 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 it was relentless. The, the goals that they were missing. And then, and then, you know, French Guiana the same way. They, they, they had some great opportunities. Uh, and, uh, they, it was just nuts. It was, uh, and, and the crowd, the crowd, they, 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 uh, got lifted with every, Possible chance where they might score again. It just, it just build up. It, it, it was really, really. They did a great job. It was a lot of fun. It was uh, had a little barbecue there at the at the, at the press box, and I know that Dan is uh, it, it was very upset with that just because. Uh, hey, hey, John, uh, just curious. Yes. Do the other like uh, like for example the Catracho fans? Do they also do the uh, the chant at the keeper? I did not hear it. So it's just a it's just a strictly strictly Mexican thing. Yeah, I'm sure that the fans are. Yeah, yeah, but I did I I, I think that especially the Central American fans are like, well, we're not gonna, you know, we, we want to use that for to our favor to our advantage. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're not gonna do it, but we'll let we'll let Mexico then let them deal with the consequences. So, no, they didn't do it at all. There wasn't any fans in the first place though to hear them. Well, there were about there were about ten thousand there. So I mean, it wasn't like it was. And, and I got to tell you, for ten thousand, they were they were loud as hell. They they, they generated a lot of noise. It was uh, they they were having fun. Uh, the, the, I mean, they were they were living and dying with every. And then toward the end, like about ten minutes left, they they turned on, on the coach. They started uh, uh, chanting to get rid of him. They were they were olaying what the French Guiana was doing. It was uh, it was like I said, it was it was just it was. It was it was it was, it was it, and I was I was actually enjoy, I was literally enjoying popcorn while I was watching this uh, there at the at the auxiliary press box, which in Houston is is in in, in, in on July 11th, but it's, it's just not a good idea. It is. Had I known I was going to be in the auxiliary, and I probably and, and frankly I probably should have figured it out. I would have worn. Um, and Joel, you can you can mute or, or turn off the podcast room, but I, but I probably would have worn shorts. Because it was, uh, well, Ron can attest to this. It was it was a little toasty there, uh, and you and, and then Ron, when it rains in Houston, you know, at least around here, when it rains, it like it cools it down to seventy five. It's it's really pleasant for uh, a couple minutes for for about uh, three four hours, and then it cools off, and it's just a great. But in Houston, no, 
in Houston, it was, I mean, pouring. And then it stopped and it was like nine, and it was instantly 95 again. It was just awful. It was, it was awful. I'm not going to lie to, I'm not going to lie to you, John. I, I don't think I can move back south again. I, I just, I don't, I don't think I can take the heat and the humidity anymore. Any type of heat, dry heat, heat. So you don't want the dry heat, you don't want the wet heat. Not, no, heat I, I, nah, no, I like, I like it in the 60s. You know, even fifties. I'm cool with that. <laughs> the north, the north has made me weak. You're pampered. Yeah, that is uh, that is very unfortunate to hear. Me estoy avergonzado. I'll let Hugo speak for you. But no, it was it, it, it was very humid, and uh, uh, I was. Uh, uh, I, I'm a gentleman who uh, who sweats a lot. I, I have a, a, a great skin because of it. You know, I don't have the you know the the, the the issues with the pores and this and that because because of the fact that I you know lose thirty pounds of water weight when it's humid like that. But it was it was uh, it was rough as far as that. But the uh, it, it was good to be there. And the, the Coca people, uh, I, I thought I should did a real, they did a great job in in in, in, in staging the uh, in staging the the event there in Houston. So it was just disappointing that the crowds, the expected crowds didn't show up for them. So tomorrow, Mexico plays Jamaica and expecting a lot of changes. Now, are we going to see the eight changes that the U.S. Uh, made made tonight for their game against Jamaica? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're going to – I think they've kind of I – I want to believe – They've learned their lesson from the New Zealand game, and have to take Jamaica a little bit serious. Well, say they win the game again, and again, no guarantee. If they do win the Jamaica game, then with the six points, you know, pretty much first place already, you know, uh, uh, locked up, essentially, then you would be okay with them changing eight guys for the third. I'm game. never, I'm never okay with it, but I, you know, at least there isn't as many implications. There, uh, in a game where you know you're, you're pretty much already qualified, right? Because um, I mean, they've already announced that that's what they're. I mean, they, 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 that's what the guy said in Houston. That that's what's going to happen. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah, that, 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 in the third game, you know, if if if, if he says if, if we've got you know if we're qualified, then we're we're sitting some dudes. Okay. I mean, this is this isn't the YMCA. Like everybody doesn't need to play. You get to play, uh, and you get to play. Uh, I think. If you, do you mean do you yourself? I think if they want to if they want to win this tournament, continuity would be the way to go. Even in that last game, uh, maybe uh, maybe maybe you know not play the guys as long, but um, there we go. Because there is no point of 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 just sitting out the players even you know in the last game because. Because you know you wanted to save them for Germany, you want to save them for Portugal or whoever the case may be. I want them to be fresh when they get their ass kicked. These players have set up for a while, you know. Yeah, I mean these these guys have been what they've been like training since like May. No, no, mid to late June. They could get injured in that third game and miss out. On the rest of the tournament, so you have yeah, no. but, you, but you can't you can't base any any decisions unless the guys already injured. Oh, wait, wait, you know, on injury, it's just, it's just well, no, you're high value because that's when guys do high value that. players. I would I would I mean you could you can them. rest you can you can rest like your 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 high value players, but you don't need to switch out eight guys 
Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, like, I mean, you could sit out, like, Pizarro. You could sit out, you know, uh, Orbelin. Um, but this next game versus Jamaica, I oh, feel no, like I, they should learn their lesson from the last year's game against Jamaica, even in, in Centenario, and, and take them seriously. This isn't a game to be like the, like the New Zealand game and put it, make eight changes. Now, a question I, I want to ask y'all, and this is something that I noticed, is is it just? I mean, is it just because they've been maybe these guys have a more of a chemistry, but are these guys understanding what the coach wants to do a little better than what's happening on the on on the big boy team, or is that just me? I think it's more and chemistry. You're... I think it's these guys. Well, okay, not all these. All these guys don't play together, but. At least, like you, when when you see Pizarro and Pineda on the field, they 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 know how each other plays. They move very well without the ball for each other. Um, so I want to attribute it to the fact that they they've played together. But this team does look a lot more fluid in, Dan, in their attack in their passing. Dan, you were in San Diego. You got to see them up close and personal. What was your uh, did 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 you did you did you see them maybe stringing passes a little better? Absolutely. I was shocked. I was I was expecting a really bad performance. Um they and I was just surprised by how familiar they seem to be with the um uh going forward I thought they they looked pretty pretty functional. So um, you had low expectations and then you and I really job did like Pizarro. The, so you were like uh-huh. he, um, I, I know um it's just funny, like I went back and read a lot of a lot of people's commentary and it's just I mean, people were hating on Duenas. I thought he was good. I mean, he he grew into the match. Um, I thought the when Molina came in, I thought they 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 shut down anything that El Salvador was doing at that point. I thought he shored up the the, the midfield. Pizarro was a was a great link to the forwards. Um, I I I was really impressed. Um, the the way the way they all offensively, the way they looked defensively, obviously. I mean, um, they. I think you might have mentioned it. It's probably one of the slowest uh, center back pairings ever. Yep. But uh, you know, I mean, but that's just the way the team's gonna, the way the team's set up. They're gonna leave a lot of open space, and it's gonna expose the uh, the back line to to getting smoked routinely by yep. by anybody. Yep. I think this this is similar to a little bit similar uh, to when Piojo took over and and took a Mexican based team. The pressure wasn't as huge now as it is in Confeds, and uh, these guys aren't divas. Who like the defense well, wasn't? Are, 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 are they divas in training, though? I mean, on a, what, what what makes you think? They potentially could please, be. Please, please, please elaborate on on why you think the the national team right now are full of quote unquote divas. I, I think the the they're not they're not divas, but the mindset can come into place when they're playing against. Uh, certain teams and they're the first, you know, the first team from Mexico. They're like considered the golden generation and they go and they think things are just going to happen for them because of certain skills that they have or technical ability and the praise that they might get. And then they, they so they've gone soft. Yeah. The, the, the hunger isn't there as it is for these guys. I mean, honestly, I mean, they, might as well, they might as well, they might as well play the game in their robes and their chanclas and their sunglasses. Where do you get this notion from, Beto? Just curious. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's just the, the way people are. It's because he follows them on Instagram, and he thinks that, that so he sees a picture of, of a moment of a moment in time that happened. Like, who knows when it could have happened? And and you think that they're nothing but a bunch of partiers that don't even so, care. So about so if Pulido was on the team, then, then then they'd probably be half-assing it. Right. 
I don't I don't see Polito doing uh you know doing the Marvels and stuff that that Orbelin is doing and that Pizarro is doing. You, Do you, you don't, don't watch you don't, you, you don't watch you don't watch Polito play then. I think I, I do watch Polito play. I think he's fortunate in his goals. He 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 doesn't no, do like. No, but I'm not. He does but so I, much see, I'm not even talking. I'm, I'm not yeah. even talking about his goals though, because he does so yeah. much more. Right. Like if you if you watch him for Chivas, he drops all the way down almost to like center back sometimes to recover the ball. Yeah, he was definitely he, the uh, player of the of the final for sure. He's honestly not. Goals, he's so. honestly not not even a real nine. He he plays almost like an eleven. Like he. He, he 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 likes to be out, outside of the box. You know, where... when you start calling Pulidos, is pretty is pretty boy kicking. That, that disproves everything I'm talking about. But when I when I look at the Confed Cup defense <laughs> and how, and how <laughs> what when I look at the Confed Cup defense and how they are ball watching, like YMCA level ball watching against Germany, I'm just surprised. And then. Well, dude, they're ball watching because they they have they're thinking about what they're going to post next on Instagram. Apparently, yeah, but but Beto, but Beto, is this because he is this because he was dancing like in his boxers? <laughs> that dis- <laughs> that did some that did some discredit in his favor, yeah. <laughs> but but Beto, I think I think I think the reason I think the reason that that the the confed defense was ball watching a lot is because it goes back to not having an actual. You know, guy in front of them, a center defensive midfielder that that's stopping the attack coming. So like, there's large gaps in the field where there's nobody in between the midfielders. Right. There's and, like forty and, yards. And there's like forty yards between the the, the defender the and the midfielder. Yeah. Right. Um. So they they end up having a ball watch because you can't just plainly attack the ball and then miss and then it makes it even worse. Um. I think it does this, leave the the defense just like what the f kind of thing. Like I gotta what the tell hell you, do we do they freeze? The worst one. The worst one was. Was Portugal's first goal in the first game? I mean, that was the one where Salcedo missed the header, uh, right? And they and, and they were it, triple teaming, you know who? Ronaldo. Yeah, and then he found the guy who literally who literally walked the ball into the goal. I don't, I don't recall that one, but I remember one in Germany where Moreno was. Uh, they just tend to like run to where the ball is, and they don't even um, they just totally disregard the guy that's on the other side, and and and. To, to answer Dan's question, the, my whole perspective on the diva thing is, uh, and maybe Serge can input one day. There's <laughs> the whole psychology and sociology to the thing, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm like a psych, a psychologist in training, in training, I tell you. <laughs> you just look at the mentality of these players, and when you get to that level, you gotta keep, and, and it's not just for these players, it's for any player. You gotta keep hungry even though you're at the very top. So you're saying they've gone complacent. The complacency has set in. They're letting not, themselves. Not, so, so, so they're, they're at the Rocky Three stage right now. <laughs> well, sort of they're because Rocky Three. Well, you telling Rocky can't he can't do photo shoots with uh, with Sesame Street anymore? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like when Rocky's training with uh, the balloons and all that stuff. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And then Clubber Lang is in the. So, so it's not really Juan Carlos Osorio's <laughs> fault. Then is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's a separate. That's a separate. That's a separate issue. I won't. I won't totally say that. I think it is. I, if you see Rocky Three, um, what is it? Tommy, Tommy tells Rocky he's not ready for that. But these are the same guys that were. A lot of these guys were with Chapel, and a lot of these guys were were were, were with Piojo. They, on some level, have not. Like Giovanni and company, essentially, have what not they, delivered on, on on what everybody was wanting. Maybe maybe what we can take from this is Rocky Three is that at the end Rocky got a new coach. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's because that's because that's because it's coach. <laughs> so maybe we did need a new coach. He didn't want to be there though, uh, John. Yeah. Are you proposing <laughs> violence or something? Let's go. Oh, that's right, because they were training like at Caesar's Palace and stuff. And it's if it's Rocky Three, then maybe Juan Carlos Osorio no, no, is no, Apollo me, Creed. Me, uh, Rocky accepts the fight with Clever Lang, and then Mick, Mick says, you know, he disapproves, and he pretty Rocky's like, why? And he's like, this guy's gonna kill you, and um, he tells him. Oh, since you won the championship, all your fights have pretty much been moleros. Right. That's that's that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because... So that yeah, that's kind of Mexico. <laughs> Before they get to Germany, it's a bunch of moleros, and we get to the to well, the I'm, real contender. Not moleros, but paper. They were they were paper champions of Concacaf. They beat. Up- <laughs> oh, but, but, but you remember when Clever Lang? Remember when Clever Lang went up to Rocky on the steps? But you just described every. You just described every single national team we've had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, yeah. How, how's this any different? How's this any different than than the, the, the 2014, like the, 2010? These old are texting that they're the best generation, um, that they're the best players ever. I mean, did they really accomplish all that much more? I can't be beat. I won't be beat. <laughs> I agree. It's it's cyclical. I think it's cyclical. It, it happens over and over again. What's your prediction, Ron? Pain. Pain. That's right. <laughs> my, and the pain is going to be going out in the fourth game again. Well, we already had pain twice. This, this is Mexico's four-one. This is Mexico's destiny, unless they make huge improvements in Liga MX and, and the national team. The fourth game is going to be no, no. But you know what? I think, 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 think I think I think the Confed team could use some of these guys. That are on the Gold Cup team. I think. I think the reason that the Gold Cup team looks so well was because a lot of these guys should have been called up to the national team. They are. They are. Uh, they have a players. massive opportunity. They have a they, massive opportunity. Didn't they also though, mention the fact that uh, they're going to go less uh, rotaciones? Well, the scuttle, the 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 the, the little birds were saying today that they're only going to have you know maybe just make two or three changes for. Because they want to give this team continuity, apparently. Because, well, I guess, I guess my thinking is maybe he's just trolling everybody and gonna go with a more uh, stable lineup for the World Cup. That's my, I that's mean, my hope. That's I my mean, hope. they're still, they're still doing I'm, the same thing I'm, with this I'm, team I'm, too, though. I'm they're still playing driving home. Position. I'm gonna drive by the rock steps. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you, Rigo. He's doing the same thing with this team, playing guys out of position. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, was it Edson Alvarez was playing? He was playing him at right back. Which I'm not saying he can't play the position, but I think he would be would have been better served playing at center back over Inuguayala, and then play your natural right back, who I think is Chaka. Right. I'm not a big fan of him, but play him at his natural position. Um, well, Chaka ain't going to play against Jamaica. Well, I just the one thing that I can't understand or can't wrap my head around is that he he's he's okay exposing the back lane and, and just creating huge amounts of space but then he de- but then he puts in a bunch of slow guys there yeah <clears throat> i mean at least put in some fast some fast paced guys that could track back quickly cuz that's like where you're just like your heart stops every time there's a there's a fast break cuz you see you're like oh my god look at like these guys right. are just running in sand okay. Yeah, like you know, the, and, the, goal, and, the goal El Salvador scored. Oguayala um, was purely beat on speed. Like the guy just runs right by him. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I don't, I, why, why, why wouldn't you play Edson Alvarez? When you play Edson Alvarez and, and um, says well, the, guy, the one that needs to happen, and the one needs to happen in the World Cup is are the ones that played at the Olympics, and that was uh, uh, Salcedo and Cesar and, Montes. Uh, Cesar Montes. That's who needs to be the starting pairing in the World Cup. Period. End of story. I don't know why Cesar Montes isn't playing. That's sort of weird. Well, he'll play tomorrow because he's six four, and you know Jamaica has. Tienen jugadores altos, vamos a tener que jugar con los jugadores altos con nuestra altura, so you know he's going you know to play. I can see it. So we're, we're, we're probably going to struggle against Jamaica. Just because Jamaica's, they are going to pressure us like pretty, pretty high, and their speed's going to be, going to give us trouble, like in that friendly, what was it, friendly, who, who did we play? Who did we play? Ghana? And, did, and, and, did, uh, did you say they were pretty high? Pretty high. No, they're going to pressure high. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Not pretty hot. No, they're going to no, pressure hot. He's oh, making, sure a, he's pretty, making a weed gonna, joke. Oh, I'm sure they're pretty high as well. Um, oh, Ronnie. But, uh... Sorry, guys, I've been driving. Just lost my train, train I cannot work under these conditions. But their speed is going to give that back line trouble. Um, well, I mean, but and, you can say that about any team that plays Mexico. Oh no, yeah, but I mean, but they're gonna have the stamina to pressure the, that back line and, and pressure high for a lot longer than El Salvador did. Uh, yes. uh, I'm not so sure about that. We should have better, better fitness because one thing that I noticed at the Salvador game was their players tired pretty quick. Yeah, they had the hands on the hips. The Jamaica's got a really pacey left winger. I think I can see him uh, giving um. Giving them a lot of issues, and then the the midfield they're 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 a lot they were they were a lot bigger than the Curacao team. Like every dude on Jamaica's team is super swole. Are we gonna see Kubo uh, tomorrow? I'm not a fan, so I'm gonna say I hope not. Someone playing uh, reggae? At least put on some toots. Oh, yeah, sorry, someone. Uh, I, I think tomorrow would be the perfect time to, to just play the cat and mouse. You know? Because, uh... Honestly, no, I, think, I think Mexico will beat Jamaica. Yeah, I'd, I'd, really like, I'd really like to see the uh, Orbelin and Pizarro start from the beginning of the game in the midfield with Molina yeah, I, I, I did not understand why Orbelin did not uh, start that game. Uh, honestly, I mean, I mean, well, you know how I feel about him. I, I think he and, and Jonathan had, as midfielders go, had the best seasons of, of many Mexican midfielders. And Orbelin probably should have been uh, in Russia, but I don't know how much he would have played. Well, I have a, I have a question to you guys. Out of the team, you know, the goal kept team. Which team do you or which player do you think should have been in, in the Confeds? You know, in the Confeds and maybe as a starter. Any of those guys? Uh, I think Duenas probably would have would have uh, started. I think that he, I mean, I, I you know, you know, Guardado at this point to me is uh, is a sacred cow. I don't really think that he's Pizarro, Orbelin, maybe. I just think Pizarro's ball retention and his possession, yeah. his change of pace, is something that that midfield could have used. Um, where I think he's just more talented with the ball than Herrera and Guardado. Do you think Molina will? At will point. You think Molina will make it? No, 
He's slow. That's his big issue, though. Yeah, I think that he four years. If this was four years ago, Ron. I think it would have been it would have been a slam dunk. But remember, Biojo didn't even didn't didn't take him either. And and Biojo had him in, at 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 America. Yeah. So, I just I just I just don't think that he. You know, I mean, Jesus Savala, I think would would have would have. Because there's nothing wrong. Because for for me, at least, Molina has always been a guy that has. You know, el temperamento. You know, you know, you know what I mean. That right. type of that type of player, and sometimes you don't need that speed. You just need el tempista. That, you know that? Uh, I could agree with that, Ronnie. He also, what I liked, he, he doesn't get cute with the passes. Yeah. So I mean, he's good at at, at, at retaining possession. You know, holding on to it, just making making the simple pass. Um, it, it was it was night and day. I, I thought I thought Porrito played quite poorly. He was the one guy that I thought stood out as, as having a bad game. Was he too? Uh, sometimes I, I think my big knock on Burrito is that I think he tries too hard. I think he tries to do too much. He tries to cover too much space, and he just he just looks frenetic out there. And it just it, it doesn't like you know. I guess what you're saying, right? He just doesn't doesn't have that template. You know, you don't have to run around like a like a crazy person. Just just get there. It was disappointing too because he had such a good showing against. Uh, was it Ghana? Yeah. Or... And if uh, memory serves me, I think last time the last World Cup with, with Molina was that he was, you know, he was carrying some injuries. Serves me. I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, but he didn't even get chosen for the. I mean, yeah, yeah, no. Plus, but I mean, I, plus, I mean, I, Gallito was was playing really, really well at that at that point. Not that he's not playing well now, but he just he's getting right. called up. But he was playing really, really well at that point. And I don't yeah, think he was but, gonna give up that spot to Molina. Yeah, Gallito and what's his name and 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 the, and the guy with the mullet, uh, Peña. They were they were kind of like they were they, they were on fire back you know back then you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, speaking, they, they, of, they were... speaking, speaking of Gullit, is he uh didn't uh, is he did he play already with Rangers? I'm not sure, but I do know that they did not uh, win their playoff to make it, the uh, Champions League. Yeah, that's I, I that's what I heard. That's what I heard. But uh, yeah, but, uh, was it Caixinha? Caixinha is is now cemented he uh, immortality for the, the team's most, I guess, historically most embarrassing loss ever. Why? How bad did they lose? I think they just lost to Lux, uh, Luxembourg. They lost to like. yeah, the Luxembourg or Faroe Islands or just you know just a and, you know, and Rangers is a proud team. They are a proud team. They they have some history. They've. And yeah, that's but, how it's being described. But they spent like four years in the in the in the lower leagues, dude. Right. It's it's not the same Rangers of. Oh well, no, I understand that, but I'm just I mean, but it's a, it's 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 a, I mean, it is a one of the it's Luxembourg. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, but like, hey, Cruz Azul lost to Phoenix six one. You know. It <laughs> dude, that's that, that's like that's like America. <laughs> that's like America losing to my Juan. Come on, Juan is here. What's, what's that? Juan is here. The coach. El profe. El profe. Hey, hey how's it going, guys? Uh, Pro, profe, are you going to go? Are you going to go see your beloved Chivas uh, Sunday? Mm, no, you know what? I just confirmed uh, the Manchester United uh, Galaxy game. Uh, well, I sent an email. Are you going to watch it through a little window? So you're, so you're not even a Chivas fan anymore. So you're you're going to go watch the Manchester United and the and the Galaxy, right? Well, I, I, so you 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 you've gone from. You are no longer a Rocky Blanco. You are you are a straight up, straight up Azul y Blanco. John, I, I, I can't I, I can't criticize. They got, a raya. they got two rayas, you know. I guess it still counts as a. 
I can't criticize uh, Profe for that because I didn't even go to watch America and Puebla here. here oh, in no, believe me, believe me. There's a game going on in Round Rock right now, and, 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 and Pumas, I think, played at the Cotton Bowl. So, yeah, I understand. I understand. Just... Now, now uh, Camberraya, so you're going to root for the Galaxy? Oh, Galaxy! Here we go! <laughs> <laughs> Are you pulling for the Galaxy? Uh, man, I'm hoping I see uh, Mourinho do something crazy. I'm hey, so man. disappointed and so disappointed. I mean, I I understand, but uh, well, we were talking about the uh, the Mexico Jamaica match with Mourinho. I wonder if people can still refer to him as El Puto Amo because you know in Spain <laughs> in Spain they say El Puto no, Amo. No, he know? was he was el, el Puto Jefe y El Puto Amo. Yeah, so I'm, I guess you can't say you know, that. You know, you know, that's interesting because uh, uh, I've heard a, a similar name used towards uh, to Ronnie. Uh, la me, la, just a, a of letter. <laughs> Amo el puto Ronnie. We can't use that word no more. No, people listening in, and they're not going to allow. That's them. right. That's right. They're going to yeah. sanction us. We're going to. Yeah. We're going to have to sit somebody out. We're going to sit you out. Let's sit you out, Juan, for for the next one. Sorry, we, we, we have to we have to we have to lose a a miembro de la mesa. No, uh, I remember when uh, when when Pep did that because uh, I mean it was it was actually a, just a just a brilliant move by him because everyone was talking about how uh, I guess at that time Odinho was gonna you know, you know how you know how badly is he gonna outcoach Pep and he just oh, yeah. this guy's the greatest guy in the world and he just and they he they just went out and just destroyed Real Madrid the next day just uh, just crushed them just just mopped the floor with them. was uh pretty uh pretty bad. but Camarayas uh, Mexico Jamaica and uh, Mexico and Salvador we had a pájaro picón on earlier uh, Juan you missed that he had he had some very very interesting insight on the on, on la selecta but oh uh, pájaro picón was on huh yeah. So what was your uh, what was your 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 instant analysis? Did you get to watch the match first of all? Because I know I know you're very busy, you're a very busy man. You know what, man? I I haven't watched uh, many Mexico games lately. Uh, you're so busy. Well, 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 you're so busy, final. man. I didn't watch the Cubs. Are you watching Liverpool through a little small window? Or uh, I, you know, I, I didn't watch. Uh, I think I saw like uh, like. Ten minutes of a replay, not even ten minutes, maybe five minutes of a replay. When uh, Orbelin scored his uh, golazo, that was a golazo. When 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 you're when you, when you trip when you trip on the ball and it goes in, that's, that is that how low we've set the standard for the term? Golazo. So this, this is actually well, a, a big hey, problem. You know, my uh, my favorite. I heard it called a I think maybe it was from you. Well, I did say I, it, it was an absolute chicharazo. Chicharo would have been proud of that goal. Who, who was the player? I forget. But for me, this was actually the best play of the game. And, and it didn't result in a goal. It's where uh, uh, it was they, they sent a, a ball uh, over the defense, and the guy basically traps it with his chest. Oh, it was, it was Duane. Duane, yes. It was Duane, Duane, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a beautiful play. That was a beautiful play. You know? I was like, man, it's like that should have been a goal. <laughs> All right, so so I'm gonna just get off my my little my little soapbox here, but man, can we can we can we lay off the 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 the, the overabundance use of the term golazo? I mean, doesn't the goal have to be a real golazo to, to if, for you to even utter the words? I not in, not in Mexico, John. 
not, not what can we do to change the standard? What can we do to change the standard? Can we no, come up with like a with like with like a medium word, like a like like a golito or? A... Hey, we we call teams that are tied for first place super liderato. That's el not super, changing, man. El super, no, not just a leader. You are a super leader. I, I, you know what? This kind of feels like a Clerks uh, uh, episode, like you know, Clerks the movie. Like one of their conversations, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna take this this word, this phrase back. We're gonna take this word back." Yeah, porch <laughs> monkey. That's funny. We're, we're gonna, gonna reclaim it. Well, well, the thing is, the thing is, whenever there's a goal scored, even if it's an auto goal, they're gonna be yelling goal, like screaming it. Well, you can yell, but that's fine. You can say goal, but don't, but don't say que golazo. I mean, if a dude like like Orbelin in this case, you know, where where he literally trips and knocks the ball in, right? Totally mis misplays it. It goes in. You can't call that a golazo, man. Well, they shouldn't. They shouldn't scream gold. They should like lower the tone of their goal scream, or maybe just say gold. Actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, man, I think it was Paco Villalista on Univision that was calling the game. He actually said, "Man, he he said it's a goal, but he said it was." But but I I, I think he 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 said you know it doesn't matter how they go in, it's a goal because he knew it was a it was a de pura chiripa. You know, he knew it was a he scored by accident. It's a it's a chavo del ocho goal, you know. Exactly. See, that's the same. Now, to me, you know, Nelino. Have you ever seen Have y'all ever seen Nelino's bender in, in, in Argentina '78? Yes. That is a golazo. That to me is is, is when you're thinking of golazos. I mean, that's the kind of goal. I'm not saying that it has to do that crazy ass. You know, we have to call that part back, John. Uh, Marco Fabian at, at the Confederations Cup. Yeah, exactly. That 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 that, that yeah. was the, the 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 and it was actually voted the goal. <clears throat> It, it was it was it was a meaningless goal and it was so good it was voted the goal of the tournament. But but are are you basing golazo just on, on individual player or team player? Well, it, 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 it can be both. But I'm saying I mean just you know if it's a good goal yeah they call it a golazo. But if it's just a goal, can it can it just be a goal please? But 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 here, think about it. You're running full speed and you're trapping the ball and you're also basically doing away with the defender. I mean the. I, I don't care at what level. That's still tough to do. I'm not saying it's not tough, and I said, but but but, but these guys are paid to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm saying is, you know, yeah, if, 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 if a guy cierra la pinza and it goes in, that's just the goal, you know. Yeah. If yeah, a guy yeah. cierra la pinza and has to do some sort of athletic move to, you know, maybe scissor kick it in, that's a golazo. I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about. They're just let's let's like, just go like easy that, on the golazo. When he did that, uh, that scorpion kick. Yeah, that would be a that, you know I, that, I would consider that a golazo. Yes. I mean, but not just an individual. I mean, like you're right. There could be like one where there's some, you know, a crazy good pass that uh, that that springs the guy, and all the guy has to do is just slot it home. Yeah, the, yeah those are golazos too. I mean, great passes are are almost as as, as good as as a great shot. But it looked you like know, a almost, really good uh, team play. It looked it looked like the whole play, the way it developed. Uh, well, Elias Hernandez had a good game. There's no question. He uh, he had two, he had scored. He had two assists, and he was putting them, as they say, con el guante, almost the entire night. He, but, he but then again, it was it was it was you know I mean who, who were they playing? They, they nah. were playing El Salvador. Yeah, but El Salvador played again. They came to play. Give, let's give El Salvador yeah. credit. They they came to play. And uh, they, uh, I mean, I knew that like we were like we were telling Paco. I mean, we kind of all knew that Mexico was going to win, but you know, not to you know discredit you know El Salvador. They. Did you notice, Ronnie, that when Mexico got the, they got the first and El Salvador equalized almost immediately, they almost did the same thing. 
uh, against uh, against Mexico. Either they, I, I think that was when Corona made a great save, but but they had a really good chance at goal, and Mexico was able to to fight it off. So that, that, that obviously you could you could hear it in the stadium, John. Like just the, it wasn't a gasp, but it was just like just complete oh, anger, just complete <laughs> anger when that when that equalizing goal because it was really loud. The, the crowd was really buzzing from the goal, and then El Salvador just scores right away. Right, and you just hear this like, oh, and it was at that point the game was on. It was, it made for an interesting match. That response, I hey, thought actually at that point I wasn't sure if they were going to win. Here's a question for y'all: So, if Mexico ends up winning this tournament, which, frankly, I don't think that any team right now, you know, that'll be quote unquote considered a favorite, can say you know we are the you know heavy favorites. By the way, we I just don't think we're going to see. I mean, it's, it's, it's a totally up for grabs this tournament. If they end up winning this thing and they play well, I mean, you got these games coming up in, in September, you know, late August. So I forget when the Fetch FIFA is. Uh, is, is it in early September, late August in, in that window? Well, do you play these guys or do you play the guys that have been off for a, a few months? I say you play these guys. Does it I send a message? You- to the guys in Europe? Yeah. I don't think so. See, unfortunately, Osorio believes, well, if you play in Europe, then you have to play for me. And I just, I don't know if that's... I think you got to yeah, go with the hot... Go with really, the hot though, hands. the guys in Europe, they're really not needed until the World Cup. They're really not. A lot of them I mean, aren't really needed anymore, to be honest. Well, yeah, it'll be a mix. Um, games. I think... I think it should be. I mean, I think I think you have to go with who's playing best. And just because you play in Europe sometimes doesn't mean that you're playing best. Well, the, um, the, 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 that goes to my second question. So does, if that did happen, if, if say there's like with a 12 Europeans, whatever it is, and only six of them make the World Cup and the rest are local players, unless, you know, does, does that send the message that, that you know, just because you're in Europe that, that, that doesn't guarantee you have a spot? So now is it up for anybody or is it like, like Hoyle says, is it up to the, String pullers that, that make those decisions. Hey, look at the New Zealand game. Which, uh, what the base of that team? Where were they from? Yeah, you sure you want me to answer that? America. <laughs> what? Yeah, but but that New Zealand game is completely different if you play players in their position. And it doesn't really matter if you rotate eight players if you play. You wrote to eight players that all play in their natural positions, and you have an actual center midfielder that's playing yeah. in the game. Piojo, I think it goes a lot differently. If, if that would have been, say that, that would have been the South American team instead of New Zealand, if that would have been like Ecuador or, or where, where did the South American team, they, who they had to play with, with the Asian team? If that, I guarantee you, it wouldn't have been just, just an America team playing that team. So Piojo lucked out with that. Oh, I was referring to New Ze- I was referring to New Zealand in context. No, I understand I that, but that... I mean, I'm just I'm, I'm oh, referring yeah, yeah. to what uh, what what uh, Profit was saying. Come on, Profit, you're better than that. <laughs> All right, so uh, moving on, uh, we we talked to, at the beginning of the show. We wanted to talk about uh, some 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 transfer news, and there were a couple of big uh, a, a big uh, a big transfer and a big no transfer. Story we had this week that we'll talk about big transfer first. Memochoa goes to uh, 
Standard Liège in the Belgian league and in, in, in the, the Jupiler league, uh, Belgium, the land of, of the French fry. Uh, it really should be called Belgian fries because they are, you know, everywhere in, in, in Belgium. If you have ever been to Belgium, I'm sure that you have had fries at probably more than once when you were there. Well, there you go. Tortas is going to uh, complete his menu. That's training for his, uh, for his, doesn't he have like a torteria in, uh, in the DF, or is that somebody else? Memo. Yeah. I it was well, he's going to have to be known from now on as as El Papitas. I mean, he has. I don't know how he can get get away from that because of where he plays. So, and then, uh, and then, uh, I think that this is the same team, if I'm not mistaken, uh, where Carlos Hermosillo played when he went to Europe, and you know, and he's like, he's going to hate it. You know, all it does is rain, and it was miserable and cold. And uh, so, what was the uh, what, what was the the reason for the move? Why, why, why didn't uh, Memo go to? I think the move is appropriate for the goalkeeper <clears throat> and his skills. He, I don't think he's should be as rated highly. Like after the, I forget which game he played in Confed, where supposedly he, you know, people were saying, "I hope people are, I hope European teams are watching him," and and Mexico lost. Like what? What was so great about Memo Choa? So I think he, I think he. Uh, He's got beautiful. He's got beautiful hair. Yeah, Wait, but you know, you know, Al. Uh, there's two things to <laughs> keep in hair. mind. Uh, the first, the first is not very teams uh, will use a non-EU spot on a goalkeeper. Exactly. So you're you're not gonna find that many teams that do that. It's it's very rare. And and then you'd have to be spectacular for for that to happen. Yeah, and the second was I, I think Memo messed up because if he would have stayed in France, he would have had an EU passport. But you know his team went to second division, and he decided to go to to Malaga, which which uh, you know. So so according to what happened, they already had uh, what Kameni. Yeah, they had Kameni, and, and the goalkeeper coach was Cameroonian. Yeah, but and supposedly Kameni was on his way out. But the transfer deal fell through, so so now they were stuck with two goalkeepers, and 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 I think just being bench, it, it just uh, you know, it, it it lowers your value. Now, now he's like what six months away from getting his uh, his he could still his, get his, it. His, yeah, but, but that's his problem. Is that he's six months away? If you know, if he had already had it, then he would have no problem yeah, he, finding a team in Spain. Yeah, he's still gonna be able to get it. It's like that, like, you know, that picture, I think that I posted that says, Adivina quien tiene papeles. Wait, is that the guy getting married? Yeah. <laughs> is it one of the, is it one of those circumstances? Oh, no, and he, and he, if I'm uh, not mistaken, uh, we should, we should, uh, a wedding bell should be ringing because I believe that, that, that Memo got married over the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Over in Ibiza, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, is that correct? Chicken Ibiza. That is I know correct. you follow Memo on the on the Instagram. Or Instagram, yes. And he had his friend. Did you did you get were you invited, Memo? Or to Chiquis? Did you get to take some pictures? I was invited virtually, took some pictures. Yeah. You have it you have it screen capped and you've added it to your Las Divas de la Selección hate yep. page. Exactly. Parting it up and having fun as if they won the config cup. That's right. Somos cuartos cabrones. That's right. I see. Who anyway, so he goes to Standard Liège. Uh, I believe his wife. I'm blonde. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, was it was it she? Uh, 
Isn't she like with, a, with another football player? He fulfilled his lifelong dream of marrying a goat. He, uh, I, I have to admit, I don't keep up with the, uh, the personal yeah, lives of the players, so I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. So ultimately, is this a good move, bad move for him? I mean, I understand he's he's what is he's on the he's like thirty something, right? There, you know, there's a lot of good players that come out of Belgium, um, but I don't think their league's like uh, that strong. You got U.S. players, you mean? That's like the U.S. home for well, Belgium, uh, a lot of U.S. Belgium, Belgium, Belgium has a lot of good players coming out of coming. They've just been producing a lot of talent. How does he know? Well, he was 19 in 2005, so he's 31, yeah. Yeah, remember, I mean, he's he's been in Europe for, what, I, seven years? Yes, yes, Hoy. I would have cashed my chips if I'm a uh, memo. Yeah, would you have brought him back to MLS? Any, anywhere that gives me a fat paycheck. You know, as, as a football player, you're not guaranteed. You could get an injury and your career ends. So, so if you could cash out, sometimes that's the best thing to do. So he should follow um, Carlos Tevez if, if the option is there? Tevez made a pretty good career, though. He, well, he that's could what Giovanni did. Anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. And, exactly. so, so now they're saying that Emilio Azcárraga wants to bring Gio to him. He wants to bring the whole Dos the whole Santos family. family. The whole Dos yeah. Santos clan. The, you know the, what? That, that, that could be actually the, the thing that saves Giovanni if that happens. Oh, man. He's... He's, yeah, because he, uh, he—I don't say—I don't think he had a, a, a particularly bad Confed Cup. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that at all. But, but he, you know, not the player he could—he—he uh, he was or could have been. He, he needs—he needs to work. He needs to work on it. Yeah, like, but I mean, your your memo, and and I don't know why you want to be playing in teams that are like bottom of the table teams. But they're not about that. But standard Liège is not about the table team. They, no, no, they don't have any problems. But they are in relegation. I think they're they're having relegation problems. Who um, is standard? No, they're not. They're fine. I mean, obviously, you know, if they that lose like the five guys. It's not true. They, they they're they out like, of the whatever it was, sixteen, eighteen teams. They were right smack in the middle. They 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 don't have problems. Aren't they you, you know, finally one of the top three teams in that league, if not the? They are they are a traditional strong team. Yes, it's like it's like Anderlecht, Bruges, and uh, and 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 there's uh, and Standard Liège, and there's one other one that his name is eluding me, like Ghent, I think. Well, I'm anyway, yeah. So, uh, I mean, here's here's a crazy thought. What if what if he actually kind of likes living in Europe and he just like, hey, let's have another adventure. Let's go let's go to Belgium. Maybe he'll you be know. a good uh, manager one day. You know, speaking of managers, I didn't. I thought it was very interesting today that the uh, that the, that the, that the Martinique manager uh, was was he was very demonstrative with 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 his emotions during the game. It was it was very entertaining. Do you think Memo would make a good coach, Profe? Well, would you invite he- would you invite him to the club? Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, he's been he's he's played under different managers, maybe, you know, seen different styles uh, all over the world, different training methods, methods, but just approaches to to work and philosophies. And so I think that's kind of what makes him, you know, interesting candidate if he if he were to go that route because he 
he should have something different to bring to the table because he's got that uh, that experience. And you remember uh, one of the things Hugo Sanchez says that even Omar Bravo, he's a different player because he he spent uh, in Europe a year with uh, um, La Coruña. Right. So he just, misses more goals. Right. So, he found, he found better way. To, <laughs> he found a better way to miss. Not cerrar la pinza. You know, yeah. I mean, you bring something different to the table compared to a guy who, you know, who's been his whole career in Mexico, and you know, basically he's just uh, what's that called? Uh, recycled ideas or, or del montón. Yeah, otro, otro del montón, you know? I know, I know, I know, you know, some people are like, no, you have to, you know, go with the homegrown coaches and all that. But I think for, you know, for you to move forward, like, I'm sure you guys have heard that, that phrase, uh, los toros se ven mejor de lejos. You know, so if you're coming from the outside. Uh, you, know. you know, America does have it, the fact that Giovanni has said that the only team that he would play for if he played Liga Mekis would be Club America. So I think that, I think that this actually I think that this has this has some legs. I think that this could happen, especially if they're targeting the dad. You know, who's, yep. who's been very influential in where his sons play. Yep. And if yeah, they're gonna put him in a position like some type of leader. And, and you know the Mexican clubs—they have like up to five presidents. That's right. <laughs> So yeah, it, it would not surprise me if if uh, if by like like the jornada cinco, if if the Dos Santos brothers are playing at Club America at all. Does Jonah I mean, think, want to come though? I think it's silly. I think I think it's silly for Jonathan to come now, but I can definitely see Gio playing there. Yeah, but uh, but see, but Jonah, uh, I don't think if 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 they dangle the money that, that that America could dangle, I don't think he would ever get it. If 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 that's what he would, if that's what his motivation is. I think he would do better than that. They've always seen very tight. I'm sorry. I thought Club America was like cutting back on their on their on their player budget because they they weren't because they suck. What? That, no, that what? was long ago. No, they were, well, yeah, seriously, they money. That, it's getting the program to like, you know, He was saying the entertainment sector of uh, Televisa is not producing anything, so their guy they had to. Are you? Wait a second. Are, are we? Are we? Are we having a? A chiva contra chiva, which is really a huila contra huila. Yeah. This is this is fascinating. <laughs> no, no, no. From, from what I from what I remember, I, I'm I'm basing it on on um, you know Ronnie's uh about I mean, I, or maybe it was Jolie, one of the two. No, you know they there was there was a point where America have they would have like up to thirty players signed, and they I mean, would be loaned, they would be loaned out to different teams. And and they would have to cover the wages because some of these teams just wouldn't be able to, you know, pay the contract. It even happened uh, to Quau. Yeah, so they started little by little just Put getting up. rid of players and, and just making high transfers. But I, I think for the past few years, they've had that under control. I mean, I've heard that they weren't Chivas, spending as much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that now that Chivas signed with Televisa again, now they're, the money's coming in. <laughs> they can afford to pay. You know, they can afford the high transfers. That's that's a rather abrupt uh, change of of uh, position you have well, I mean, there. Well, John Chivas is a brand that you know it brings money to the table. 
That's why remember when Pern that uh, he had all the facts about uh the Chivas TV and how much money it was making them. You figured. Giovanni's not leaving LA. He'll stay there forever. No man, he's tight knit with his family. Yeah, exactly. If they could, dude, they, their dad used to coach them as kids before they went to uh, they went to Barcelona. The dad had, played, played at America. That before yeah. he went to La Raza. Where's the dad at? He's in Barcelona, or where he's probably in Villarreal right now. Wait, what are you trying to say, Beto? With, with that they even, you know, you know, Beto. Just to even go further, they even had um, one of. They have another play, another brother called Edson, and they he just not as talented. And they the even had one? him. They <laughs> maybe now they even got him into clubs. I mean, that's that's how like you know, knit how you know they're bonded. So I mean, yeah, I think Giovanni loves LA. He loves the U.S. He's, I don't think I don't see him leaving to to Mexico City. But well, if it gets us that a sweet kick, not just not just that, but if you know if, if Giovanni's serious about playing one last World Cup, he ain't going to play it playing for the Galaxy. It just I mean I don't think that is not going to happen for him. Well, at least not how they're playing now, John. Right. Well, I think that, that team just getting, went down. Getting to be able to play for this World Cup, he was called up for the defense. Maybe maybe he could do a loan though, you know, like uh, like Don- Landon Donovan used to go on loan. Right, and Beckham did too. So I guess maybe you know maybe he could do something like that. I actually I actually was was halfway convinced that that was going to happen. Honestly, uh, I, I think it would be uh, it would be very beneficial to 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 both parties if if that happened. But uh, that's just me. now the other now the other big news. It was a big it was big it was big no transfer news. And that was the, and again, if you if you want to believe this, the the story that the, apparently the it was that Rayados had offered what eighteen million for Pizarro, and he's like he told me not to transfer him, so I, I turned it down. So, Chivas, I'll let y'all I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let y'all have at it. Uh, uh, true or not? Do you believe any of this? Uh, I, I believe it. I believe, I believe it. Chivas would turn it down simply because they just won't find another player like him. What he was he was a he Dude, was a difference maker in the league. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm very I'm very happy to hear opinion, uh, especially from Jolie. <laughs> you know, I never heard of you know Fred Durst. I, you know, I, I never heard his opinion on Pizarro before, but because I know Jolie when when Chivas signed him, he's like Fred Durst. He's a bum. <laughs> he's on one leg. He just can't, he's injury prone. No, they they Jolie, signed the major. They signed the major. Now now Jolie, I, I thought, you know. Singing his praises, no. uh, you know. <laughs> so I, you know, I gotta give you a little, a little. You know. my, my criticism, my criticism was on the money spent for him because they were spending. I thought they overpaid for a player that was coming in injured. Well, so I, that that was so, my critique. I knew he was good. I just didn't realize how good he was. Let's see, and and for you, uh, Profe, he he was he was made in Pachuca, and he goes to Chivas. So for you, he's like the perfect player. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win. Is that what you're saying? That's right. It's a win-win for you. <laughs> I agree with. I agree. With, I, I agree with Regal. I thought I knew he was good, but I think during this Gold Cup, he's going to shine even even brighter. And if they if they call him up for like World Cup qualifying and like to the big team uh, for friendlies and for pre World Cup friendlies and stuff, I think he could very easily take over Achiach's role. 
because they they sort of play similar, and uh, but I think he can be better. But you know, one thing I was hearing about that got my attention, and it was the price tag, the eighteen million, and I saw a lot of Liga MX fans criti- on social media criticizing the price tag and talking about how club owners are greedy. And, and I'm a I'm a bring this back again. I've been saying this a lot. Uh, they're not really so greedy considering how often the teams end up going uh, broke or bankrupt. You know, so for them to want to protect certain assets, you, you really can't call them greedy. I mean, just I recently. Mean, I, I mean, I think in Liga MX, in Liga MX, certain teams have to overvalue their players depending on who's holding them and who wants to buy them. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And, and the money is there now when you have big, uh, you know, these multinational companies like FEMSA that's like, Second in the world of of like distribution for like hold uh, on what are you are you telling me that in certain that certain teams they they have to buy ten dollar Big Macs? No, I'm not yes. saying they have to. Yes, they do. Chivas has to. <laughs> Chivas has to pay fifteen dollars yeah. for Big Macs. Yeah, because we because everybody knows that we're 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 being held hostage by our tradition of only playing Mex with Mexican players, so they're going to overvalue their players. Um, well, basically, if if there's a player, like say like say you know Fulano from Leon, and a team wants him and Chivas wants him, the price for the the team is, you know, for Tigres is ten, for Chivas it's fifteen. Well, that's just the reality. But see, that's what I'm trying to get at. Tigres could pay just as much, in the, if not more, because it, you know, just well, see, just I don't think it has to do with the money. I I I, I think that the, the the now, and I understand that it's what the market is willing to bear, and I get that. But you know, if if they want to, you know, as far as global, there's no way that 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 uh, Rodolfo Pizarro is worth eighteen million dollars on the open market. Just, just, it's not going to happen. There's, it's not because if you, if you look at the guys who move with the Mexican guys that moved in Europe, I mean, Andres Guardado moved for two million. Yeah, but he's over thirty. I mean, that's. But but he would have he would have commanded a bigger fee in Mexico. If he if he if he would have came to Mexico though, he would have moved he would have moved for a lot more. Well, I mean, I understand, and, and that's my point: is that is that is that the the the, the Mexican player value in Mexico is 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 a is a seller's market. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They, they just they they're valued two to three times more with what their actual value is, but the market is willing to willing to pay that. So so be it. But that, but that's why it's hard for me to, you know, it, it makes me laugh. They said, well, you know, Jurgen Damm is not going to go anywhere because he has a fifteen million dollar uh, buyout club. Well, no club, no European club in the right mind is going to spend that on him. I know it's just a point of negotiation, but just it just ain't going to happen. But you know, Chivas will gladly pay it. I, I mean, I can see, I can see Pizarro moving to Europe. Um, I don't know what the price price tag will be to Europe, but I can well, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't be eighteen million dollars. Hey, I, don't they let the players uh, move abroad for a lower price though, like to kind of make a deal with them? Well, I, th- I th- honestly, uh, I think it probably depends on the age and also how they negotiate it. 
Cause, uh, and I don't know if this is standard practice. And I know that a lot of times if it's like, like Guardado, who you knew just had a, just a great future, uh, Atlas negotiated that, that if, if, if Deportivo sells them to another club, then we're going to get a, you know, a, a person, we're going to get a piece of that too. And apparently they never, they, uh, they're still they, they, waiting for it. Yeah. They're still waiting. <laughs> yeah. So, so that happens as well. Some of the players do negotiate release clause. So like Marco Fabian and Titan Salcedo had had like a release clause, certain amount release clause if they had an offer from abroad. Right. Yeah, and, those and, and, uh, the De La Torres uh, release uh, negotiated those with them. Man, you just you just you're like a like a ninja. Just like any chance you have a spot, you just like no, no. You know what it is? You know what it is? No. It's, it's like, it was like watching. Uh, was it what's the guy's name? Uh, was it Oberon against the mountain, where he just like keeps you know just finds the opening where he can just just get a just get a, a quick slash in. <laughs> you know, what all, I, all, all I'm saying, Profe, is that you know don't spike it on the two. That's all I'm saying. No, man. You know those those guys. I think overall they help to bring in like. You know, guys like Pulido, Pizarro. I mean, you had to. You know, I remember back then, Jolie was upset because Chivas were paying for players, and maybe, and obviously, we kind of just discussed that that they're they're gonna overpay, regardless. But bringing in these players, it kind of showed the rest of the, you know, the talent. Well, what, hey, Chivas is. Chivas what options did Chivas have with with the new ten eight role, of 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 not signing? The best Mexican players they could sign. I mean, they they had they almost had no choice. Well, they need to figure out their their development program, man. They gotta, you know, they gotta. Yeah, but you can't you can't win with just develop. You can't win with just cantera. You have to win with both. You have to have a well, mixture. Yeah, but they they're it doesn't seem like they're they're promoting their cantera recently. No, they haven't. So I think they, what do you mean, to... Saldivar? Saldivar trophies. Saldivar Chofi technically Chofis, is not Cantera, man. They're, not? they're role players. He came from they're, they're uh, from. No, no, is not a role player. Chofi didn't really come Sal- out from Saldivar's Cantera, though. He come from Sesifut. Saldivar is probably going to be on the national team. No, well, Sesifut since players the Chivas, dude. So I mean, that's that's a good relationship for them to have. So is that is that Chivas Cantera? Just say the name of this place is Sesifut. No, <laughs> it, it, it's a it's an agency. They 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 find uh they find talent, you know, wherever they find yeah. and they polish it. It's they, like a agency. you know it almost it almost sounds to me to just to redeem yourself, that uh that 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 if, if you if you want Chivas to go the way you want them to go, that you need to ofrecer tus servicios. I think it's the only it's the only way you're going to get the uh the the, the Pachuca stink off of you. Hey, hey, John, yeah, can, can you play that Chiva contra Chiva? Uh, sure. Unidos y divididos por el amor a la camiseta. Esto es. I don't know. Dude. It, it sounds like we're mostly. <laughs> that goat on full blast is hilarious. <laughs> I, I left it loud on purpose, but anyway. Um, but but Chivas had the, 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 they have like, you're right. There has to be a balance, but they they had no choice but to. And and how interesting is it that the, that 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 
we said that this would be the base of the national team in the Gold Cup anyway, which is going to be a Chivas base, which is what we have. And it would be more if uh, if uh, if Pereira was playing, but apparently he's going to be out again. There, there, you know, he'll, and he'll, Pulido. He'll, and Pulido, you're right. So there's like it, 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 it's like turning into. I mean, Salimar was called up too, but he left because he was injured. Um. So I thought that did they say they were only going to call up four per team? But I guess he's like, man, I have no choice but to call up these other guys. Man, they should have just had Almeida coach the team. Bergara, Bergara uh, suggested it, but they told him no. Yeah, Which Bergara still, uh, is, is still paying for Sven. He's he hasn't he hasn't finished his penance for the the whole uh, Sven Goran Eriksson thing. That's also letting some letting an enemy get too close to your shiny toy. For Osorio to let Almeida get in. Yeah, but you know, the minute he has a three or four game losing streak, then that, that shiny toy is going to lose its shine very quickly. And, you know, he would, he would, he would, he would fire, he would fire any other coach. Oh, dudes. Um, I just ran across the Chuck Blazer news. Just... Yeah, uh, they, they announced it at the game. I don't know if y'all have heard, but uh, Chuck Blazer passed away uh, tonight. So, I don't think he uh, did, he was he was very very did, sick. Did Gonga Cab actually, you know, give her like a moment of silence or no? Uh, what well, happened during the the second game? So I bet I bet you there'll be a moment of silence for the uh, for the next games. He, he was kind of disgraced, though, you know. Hey, the, the, there wouldn't be a. I mean, as as much as we want to rail on Chuck, there wouldn't be a Gold Cup without Chuck. So, so uh, I, I, I disagree with that. Although, I mean, granted, you know, both him and, 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 and Blazer and Warner, I mean, obviously the greed was a factor, but it was, I mean, it would have happened regardless. You know? But, uh, I don't see why they would, uh, you know, remember him. I mean, the guy, the guy was a crook, big time. You know. Well, then they'll maybe they'll they'll only do uh, instead of a of a one minute moment of silence. Maybe they'll only do uh, a six second moment of silence. Just 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 ten percent of the moment of silence for in, in honor of the of the ten percent of of everything that the Coca-Cola made went into his pocket. Yeah, he, he, he really that. pushed the the interest of U.S. soccer, though, didn't he? I mean, he was laying in his pockets, but he. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for better or for worse, uh, I mean, I, I think uh, some of one of y'all posted a picture of uh, of how many soccer games are were, were on this country so far. Oh, that was, was me. Like, it was a you, Joel. Uh, a lot, a lot of soccer, and and uh, you know, I, I think some of that could be attributed to. Yeah, he he showed that there was a lot of money to be made. Right. Uh, he, he was... But he, he knew that because Mexican teams have been coming to the United States since the 1950s. No, I know, but then he saw that it was, you know, Mexican teams also weren't taking advantage. Not fully, you know. Mm-hmm. They weren't taking full advantage. And even with, with the Federation, they weren't doing much with CONCACAF. Uh, so he saw that if it was organized a certain way, he just saw that. There was a lot of money to be made. Hey, you and, know what? Ronnie sounds like he's crying, man. You, you okay, Ronnie? <clears throat> I'm fine. 
No, I'm fine. Pretty hard. Nah, hell no. I thought he was a piece of shit. It's 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 that that two zero Morelia loss. That's right. Oh. Well, not only that, but he also went and drove by the Rocky statue, and it made him. My uh... <laughs> uh... Yeah, he's 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 replaying Rocky. He's he's. Uh, he's, he's, he's moved past three. He's now in Rocky Four, and Apollo just died, so he's a little upset. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna ask this group. Speaking of Rocky, and, and we were talking about the pain, so I'm gonna ask the same question I asked a fellow journal who was saying that the criticism for Osorio has been uh, unfair, and uh, you know, I, I guess for a group of fans like myself, it, it's not so much Mexico losing to Chile and Germany. But how, how they lost to them, and we touched about this last podcast, and we said how, you know, Mexico, even if they lose, they will go down fighting. So can anyone remind us the last time Mexico lost in such a bad fashion, like 7-0 or 4-1 in a finals game? Previous to that? Previous to Osorio's tenure, last time Mexico in a finals game got utterly humiliated. Uh, the only one I can think of yeah. was well, there was the Brazil four zero. I don't think those two games are comparable in Copa yeah, America. Look at the score. What's it? Yeah. What about the 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 four zero uh, loss to Brazil in Copa America after which, they lost to their group? Which Copa was it? That was the La Volpe. The Hugo Sanchez. Oh. No, the La Volpe. Where they they both was at both like they 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 want either. I know they won two for sure. I can't remember if they tied the third one, but they won the group. Brazil did their thing where they 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 call, you know had a terrible group. They they barely qualified as a third place team. So Mexico, you know, here's your here's your prize for 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 winning your group. Play Brazil. <laughs> oh, the, they, they gave the us because they, they changed the rules, right? Well, I Venezuela, can't remember if they changed the rules or not. Yeah, Venezuela but, was hosting. No, no, no. This was when uh, Peru was hosting. Yeah, we lost four zero to Brazil. Yeah, it was it was four zero, and uh, yeah, it was just it was just it was utter humility. That 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 was the last one, but but that one was. I mean, they 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 they. It was a totally different style. It was a different style. But then I remember I remember that one. It was zero zero at halftime, and then Brazil scored two, and then they got two just boom boom. And it was like oh, it was bad. But that was the last one I remember. And then the three zero to. Uh, Argentina in, in the, the World in, Cup in Ugo's well no in Ugo's uh, in Ugo's uh, Copa America where Messi made Osvaldo Sanchez look like an idiot. I know, but 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 was it that same feeling like you know same like in Chile or even like the Germany game where ten minutes in you're already losing and the team looks like they could score on will like at any any time they just decide. Yeah, no, in that sense, no, I hadn't. I mean, I was a kid when Germany beat Mexico 6 0 in Argentina. And I remember crying. But, uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, as a kid, you don't, you don't remember like the, the minutes. I mean, I, the only goal I remember is, is the Rumanigue goal, <laughs> where Mexico has a free kick, uh, indirecto. It bounces off the wall, right to Rumanigue, takes it 90, what, 80 yards and scores. On a breakaway, but uh, why are you? I mean, why, that, why are you asking Argent- this? That Argentina game in 2010 World Cup felt like it was over pretty fast. 
Yeah, but they at least uh, at least fought back and and came real close to making it incredibly interesting for the last ten minutes. Yeah, that's true. Because um, Chicharito scored, and then I can't remember if it was uh, Rafa or somebody, but they came within a RCH of of getting an equalizer on on a corner kick, and then uh, but then it ended up not happening. But 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 as what what Joel is describing, I think my answer is I don't I don't know if I have one. Well, you know, I take that back, Joel. It was uh, it was when Ojitos was coaching the team. No, but we never. Yeah, the team looked bad, but it, that team was bad from the get go. <laughs> right. But that's my answer. Was when they went when Ojitos like that that Honduras game that that they played uh, where they just yeah. It was. I was. Why are you bringing this up? Why? Why? Why are you making everybody feel bad? So, someone said something. I mean, in, in, geez, someone just, said someone a bitter. Oh yeah, you were talking about the Rocky steps. Just making us all feel bad. <laughs> When's the last time that Mexico got first place in the hex? They've never gotten first place in the hex. The trick yeah, question. And the hex hasn't been around that long, chickies. First place in. Yeah, they've never, they've never, they've never, they've never done it. They've tied, but they've never, they've never. But even even when they tied, they didn't get it on gold or whatever it was. But they've they've never like outright. Not that it matters. And and we we had to, and and you know why this came out? With, uh, La Volpe, I guess he he unintentionally he said how they had to throw the game against Trinidad because of uh. Something to do with Blazer. I think they needed permission to play. Uh, I don't know if it was Libertadores or something. So that... no, it wouldn't have been Blazer. It would have been the other guy. No, 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 because they went to Trinidad. Right. I mean, but yeah, Warner, Warner. You're right, Warner. Jack Warner. So yeah, he said it kind of in passing. Yeah, he said that he, you know, he wasn't allowed to take the best players and he had to take a, an alternative squad and he, and and same happened with in. I don't know why I'm confusing the games now. This was pre-Hex, though, with Bora. The team had already qualified to the Hex, and they didn't let him take the best team to Jamaica. He had to take, he had to take a, a B team. But but that's been – not always has been the case, but sometimes when, when the qualification secured, then they just, you know, send, send in the, the Moleros. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to wrap up the show here. We've hit our our, our, our two-hour window of trying to keep people entertained and and listening. But before we go, I do want to uh, ask y'all. I mean, or maybe I, is uh, does anybody think that Mexico is not going to beat Jamaica tomorrow? Did Memo Choi the goalie? Memo Choi will not be goalie. Okay, Mexico will win for sure. See, he's like he's like what's it? What's the guy's name? The the prince from Dorne. <laughs> over in oh, over, over in yeah, over, <laughs> over in yeah. Prince Prince all over. The prince viper. over just 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 just, just yeah, yeah the, the, the viper. viper just getting them in. Just getting them he hits in. the Lannisters. Yeah, just just just, no, get, he, just he getting jabbed. The, he just hates the mountain because the mountain had rape. No, but he hates the Lannisters, too. He hates the Lannisters, too. He hates everything. All right. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, at least in the TV show, the book, I, you know, I haven't read it. He spiked it. He spiked it at the two, though. Did not uh, did not work out well for him. But anyway, so no one thinks that the, that uh, that 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 Mexico will not beat Jamaica tomorrow. Very interesting. Now, based on what you, I don't know if y'all have been paying attention to the Gold Cup. I, I've actually watched it a little more than maybe I'd like to admit. But um, now, now that we've seen everybody play once, some teams twice. Um, I don't think anyone would have any expectation of the fact that Mexico should make the final, right? Especially looking at the bracket. I think so. I'm, I'm even having more confidence in them winning this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I do agree there. They, they, they seem to have uh, more continuity than just about anybody playing. Uh, probably because they've known each other a while and and uh, have have played together before and. You know, play together on their club team, and yeah. So, all right. Well, I will actually be in Denver tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, uh, leaving tomorrow morning should be a fun, uh, a fun one day excursion over to the Mile High City. But uh, before we do that, I do want to say uh, good night to everyone and and, uh, and uh, thank our our panel for joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> always. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dan. Uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Thanks for for hopping on. Thank, thank you, sir. So, so it's a Joel. You're you're not going to go to the Supercopa then? Um, uh, it's not looking too good for Chivas. Uh, Almeida has surprised us before, but team seems a bit beaten up right now. Now, if 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 this uh, was still for a ticket to the Libertadores, would you go? Oh, definitely. But I think uh, Tuca's been saving this one. You know, do you have? Uh, Tigres you have might a, be pumped for this game. Do you have like a secret faction of Chivas fans that you that that, 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 that you would go to a game like this? Like guys, that you don't see, like you know you don't see each other, talk to each other at all. But the like, minute the Chivas are coming, uh, like the phone calls start, there's a game coming. That would have been Juwan. That would have been Juwan, but he's he's more into Pachuca and and. Uh, it's true. And I can He admitted earlier, Galaxy. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no. I just said I'm going, but I think <laughs> what games are at StubHub, right? So. And then he was trying to take me to a Cholos game. So I don't. I don't know about that. Oh, what's up with that, man? We we were supposed to. Miss <laughs> man. <Cholos games. clears throat> yeah. So maybe you should you should invite me, dude. Let's roll, Daniel. I'm down. Let's roll, man. I'll, right. I'll, I'll take my lucky apple. Profe, thanks so much for joining us again. I know I know you're a very busy man, so we do appreciate it when you uh, when when you take the time to uh, to drop some knowledge on us. So thank you, thank you again. Hey, 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 thank thank you guys. Thank you, John, for having me. I'll I'll, I'll be more. Uh, I'll make time to be more consistent. Uh, you know. Well, we're not we're not scolding you. You know, you know, you're not in the no, principal's no, no, office. But just you know, appreciate that. You know, appreciate that. We'll we'll get on your ass when we get off when we when we get off the phone. No, I'm just <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and, and Roberto, thanks again. Thanks for having me, guys. Always a pleasure. Did we lose Ronnie, or is Ronnie still with us? <laughs> <laughs> He's sleeping. Looks like, looks like we lost him. Well, uh, do want to thank y'all very much for for joining us here this evening on the Cantina Mekis podcast. 
My name is John Jagu. I'll be in Denver tomorrow. Uh, if you want to uh, follow any, uh, if you're a live tweet follower of, of an event, I'll be live tweeting on the Cantina Mexican account again tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to to doing that. And the weather actually is going to be very nice. It's going to be low 80s, and there's a chance of rain. And, and I think I'll be in, uh, indoors in the press box, so I won't have to uh, bring a towel like I did in Houston. Do appreciate y'all listening to us. So we're on live on YouTube every week. And we uh, can download this in previous editions of our podcast uh, from the Podcast Center on iTunes as well as on Google Play. So thank you guys very much. And please be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all of our listeners. I'm sorry, all of our panelists as well. My name is John Jagu. We'll talk to you all next week. I know